This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Welcome to our very professional podcast. I think our mums and nans and that gave up on like the second episode. They're like, oh, they're so sweary. A bag full of dicks makes the makes, the, makes the what go <laughs> makes where? the world better. <laughs> So Lauren, it's Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK and I know we always chat about this, but I wanted to check it in with you and ask how you are really. I know that this year has not been, <laughs> how do I put it? It's been an interesting one for you, hasn't it? How are you doing, honestly? Yeah, it didn't, the first half of this year did not go as intended. I was so hopeful. January, February, March, most of April were not my favourite. And we've talked about it in a previous episode. It was due to work stuff and then that sort of affected my self-esteem which is weird my, my work has never affected my self-esteem before and then your mental health just falls off the fucking cliff uh, so not good but what I will say is that I'm like absolutely massively turned a corner I'm going on like walks because I want to I'm got a bit of a control over like how much I'm eating at the minute and spending more time with my friends and family and I just feel more positive my skin is not covered in crusty swollen sore eczema <laughs> yeah these things don't happen by chance mostly and you put work into that and you take the good days when they're here and, and enjoy them and if there are bad days coming you know they are temporary every other bad day you've had in the past has also finished and you felt better the next day mm. you know mental health awareness week is you know <laughs> it's every fucking week when you have <laughs> when you do struggle with your mental illness yeah. um this yeah. too shall pass if anyone listening is going through anything really shit right now you have my full sympathy and it will pass better days are coming on that note laura <laughs> how are you doing mate <laughs> Well, before I uh, say how I'm doing, I just wanted to say how happy I am that you have turned the corner because obviously I was really worried about you and it was just horrible seeing you be like a shell Mm. of the version of like you that I know. And like it made me kind of really angry at like the situation that you're in. And yeah, I'm just really, really glad like that you're back to like feeling happy. And like I know it's like mental health is fluid, isn't it? So like. You know, we always yeah. still gonna have good fine. days and bad it's days, fine but I do f- feel like you've turned a corner. Yeah, it's hard. Like you said, sometimes when you're in the kind of like the low points, you feel like it's going to be forever, yeah. don't you? But just look after not. yourself. So tell us how you are. I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. We've spoken a bit on the podcast about how like me kind of rejecting being like the good fatty and the extrovert, the bubbly mm. one, and all of that, and then, but also then having like an online presence. So I went to an event recently, and I. I don't know what happened. I just froze and I find in myself, I can either do it and I can either switch it on. And I think you've mm. noticed this in me. I either switch it on and I'm like, like on fire, talking to people, live my best life, really happy. Or I just, I've got nothing mm. in the tank. And I, I, I couldn't even find words to communicate with people. And I couldn't wait to get home. I feel like I'm becoming or have become very insular and that makes me kind of a bit almost worried because I don't really want to see people or talk to people or do anything and if people cancel plans I'm really happy about it and I'm not making any plans and I just feel like I'm not a very good person at the moment and like I don't understand why anyone would want to talk to me or be around me and I feel like when I was at this event I was chatting to people and I was like oh I'm chatting to them thinking oh I'm a disappointment to you that was literally all that was going through in my head and it's a bit it's a bit strange for me it's a bit alien because like normally I am quite upbeat and like I think I'm a nice person and I don't know if I'm just going for a wobble but um I I'm just not really in a good place no. at the moment and it's it's really horrible to see and I like that you have chosen to share that on this podcast and be honest about it it's so upsetting to hear that and especially that, you know, when you said that you felt that you were a disappointment to those people that were talking to you because you wouldn't have been, they would have been so excited to talk to you. <laughs> and I know that. And they would have found you interesting because you are interesting and wonderful. I think you are going through something at the minute. And what I wanted to say is that there's nothing wrong with being an introvert and insular and liking home and being a homebody and preferring to be in the now. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's different. You know, never compare yourself to anybody else who lives a different life because you like what you like and you you know you've got a lovely home you've you know Matt's fabulous Buddy's great uh, loves barking at birds and it's awesome and <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's lovely to like when I think it becomes maybe something to address is when you feel anxious about going out because then that's a, becomes a different issue mm. but 
only uh, that's different for every person right so someone on the complete opposite end of the spectrum there are some days where I'm just like I don't want to go out so it's normal to feel that it's just when it's like you're Mm. stopping living your life yeah (laughs) I'm probably gonna like get cancelled with this or like definitely not gonna get any work but I don't really care I like realize as well like those PR events and stuff I don't you know I don't you don't enjoy them I don't I don't do them and I realised that I don't do them for a reason on this particular occasion because it was a jerk fest and it was like you could smell the desperation of like everyone wanting to get work from this company and everyone was like being a bit fake and I just have never felt so uncomfortable in all my life and I really wanted to leave but I took a friend with me so I felt like obliged to stay for her it was just really not the greatest night of my life so it's cool I'm trying to tell myself it's just that it's It's not that I'm antisocial or whatever it's just that's not my vibe that's not my people like don't don't do that again and if it means I don't get work from it that's fine I don't I whatever I'd I'd rather not put myself through that yes literally what you just said that's great with with this new job that you're doing like you're learning it as you go and what you're comfortable with and I think that's so good. Like you, you now know that you're probably not going to go and do one of those events again. And that's not the be all and end all of like the kind of content creator life. You can do different things. Your stuff kind of sits elsewhere, maybe in that place. You don't have to do yeah. that. I just, yeah. Networking. Oh, uh, mate, networking is the um, worst. <laughs> like networking at office events. I mean, we used to go to like comms conferences and stuff and network with people. And like uh. one of the things I hate <laughs> is talking about work outside of work. Even when I really like absolutely mm. loved my job. I just think it's really cringe. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i just think it's so cringe Um, yeah so yeah networking's not fun Um, and if you are anxious or shy or introverted it's not fun why put yourself through it if you don't need to yeah it's not great um i'm interested to know how do you feel about like these kind of awareness days and weeks in general uh so as someone who for her day job has to create content around these kind of things <laughs> and we have like a content calendar mm. that is filled with oh this day it's national smile day let's try and find an angle here i don't love them but also i think some of them are very important i feel like they're a good opportunity yeah. to raise awareness of certain things so you know whenever it becomes cervical cancer awareness week that's just an opportunity to talk about it again and you see a rise in people booking their smear test book in your smear test this is your this is your reminder i will shout at all of you book it in now um so i think they're fine if it raises awareness and even raises money for important causes then that is the most important thing ever how do you feel about them yeah i i agree with you what you're saying i think when it comes like the mental health ones i find them a little bit tricky because i feel like a lot of the time we just pay lip service to it and a lot of the time, I think my concern is that we talk a lot about like mental health, but we don't talk about mental illness. Interesting. And it's like, okay, we're raising awareness, but it, then yeah, what? Yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, then and what? Okay, so we've got, okay, so I can share that I've got like mental health, like issues, worries, woes, like everybody. Then what? So right. And then also I feel like people that if they do actually talk about mental illness, then it's like, oh no, we're not quite mm. there yet. Oh, anyone hear about anxiety and depression? Don't tell me that you're bipolar. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. We're not talking about lack of care. We're not talking about lack of resources on the NHS. We're not talking about things that are really oh, important. Gosh, you're so, so right, mate. I feel quite torn about that and I don't really like them for that like instance. And I feel like they're very kind of tokenistic and we're just kind of like... Oh, as it's an mental health day, like I, I thought we'd share this, and I, I also think it's a for brands. They just kind of again. Oh yeah, yeah the brands jump jumping on it when it's like you know. Oh, today's Blue Monday. Here's twenty percent off our new range. That's bullshit. Stop doing it. Hitch. International Women's Day is not an excuse for brands to do a sale. No, I completely agree. I think where what's really been really great, I would say, in the last six seven years is that we've gone from the it's okay not to be okay message which was fantastic we haven't we didn't hurt we didn't you know we weren't hearing that like six seven years ago but the world's moved on and you're so right it's like okay we know it's okay not to be okay and we've all got anxiety and depression but now what you can't tell us to go and get help when the waiting list to get help on our public health service is a year minimum like you're so right so it's lip service But it's always good to keep talking about these things. But let's talk about them for the other 51 weeks of the year. Exactly. Exactly that. Couldn't have said it better myself. Just to say uh, that if you've like found anything that we've sort of spoken about upsetting or you feel like you need like further help or resources, then you can head to Mind's website at mind.org.uk. Um, and as always, if you need to talk to someone and you are in the UK, you can reach the Samaritans 24-7 and their number is free and it's 116123. It's 116-123. They don't offer advice. They will just listen. Or you can email joe, that's J-O, at samaritans.org.
Right, summer is well on the way, thank God. And lots of us will be going on holiday or travelling. I'm so excited. So our guest today is very timely. Oh my goodness, we have wanted her on probably since the beginning of Go Love Yourself. Yes, definitely. She has genuinely, for me, brought me a lot more confidence when it comes to travelling. And actually, I messaged her when I went on holiday last July and I told her, you're one of the reasons I'm on holiday. So I'm really excited about this. So a huge welcome to Plus Size Travel Blogger Kirsty, also known on Instagram and TikTok as Kirsty Leanne Travels. Kirsty, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very nervous, but I'm feeling very excited. So you'll be totally fabulous. <laughs> So Kirsten, before we get into uh, finding out all about your travel tips, we have a new segment on the show where we ask people to put things they don't like into the bag of dicks, which is kind of like a room 101. So tell us, is there anything that pisses you off or has pissed you off that you want to put in there? I think a very timely answer would be internet trolls. They're everywhere. I can't post a single piece of content without them cropping up. And mm. if I could shove them in a bag full of dicks, I would. <laughs> We're going to get into that. We are going to talk about that because you do, you do, I do feel like you get so many horrific comments. But for now, let's just say that it is firmly going in. For, <laughs> that sounds really, is, really wrong, doesn't it? It's firmly, it's in firmly that bag. going into the bag of dicks. <laughs> I, I'm going to imagine that every time someone comments now, I'm just surrounded by like a whole bunch of dicks in a bag. <laughs> Firm ones. <laughs> yeah, firm dicks. No, not firm. Very unfirm dicks. <laughs> uh, my mom's going to listen to this episode, so this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, I think our mums and nans and that gave up on like the second episode. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're so swearing. Welcome to our very professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite was that you just called it like a bag full of dicks. And I don't think I've heard someone call it that yet. That's and obviously so that's what it is. A bag full of dicks. Full of dicks. It's like it's the bag of dicks, but I haven't heard the term bag full of dicks. And that just really made me giggle. Why does it remind me of like day? a spoonful of sugar? Like I feel like <laughs> we need to make it into a song. A Wait, bag what's full of dicks makes the, makes no. the, <laughs> makes the what go well. Makes where? the world better. <laughs> <laughs> right, can we talk about the fact that Laura did oh, musical theatre at some point? <laughs> makes, makes the world better. <laughs> can you tell I've had four hours sleep? <laughs> <laughs> this is good. When Laura's had no sleep, this is when we get the best episodes. This is going to be a good one. Guess this is going to be a good one. Um, right, we got to talk really quickly because we have pushed this recording back a week, I believe, because you were stuck somewhere. You have got to tell us where you've just come back from and what it was because it looked incredible. And stuck is a very different word to what I would say, but basically everyone peer pressured me into staying in Bali and they were like... Oh, so stuck. Yeah, but they were like, <laughs> you're, you're not going to get your flight right now. And I was like, but I like my flight is in four hours I have to go and they were like stay and I was like okay so I, I, I was stuck I, love I was that. being held against my will <laughs> I love that oh no I will stay how terrible <laughs> but yeah I was in Bali hosting a group trip with 11 other plus size people who either love to travel or haven't traveled before and yeah it was awesome <gasps> these must be like life-changing trips for me because are they coming are they mostly coming like solo travelers yes um <gasps> the, so far i've only had two people that knew each other that came on a trip and they were sisters oh. everyone else no one knew each other and on oh, my last group was so sweet they made me like a little box full of notes and they all wrote me like a little hand like written note as i left oh um, stop as i was being forced to stay actually <laughs> <laughs> but um, they'd say I've made lifelong friends this has absolutely changed my life I've done things I never thought I'd ever be able to do you're and so nice and humble you're just the sweetest person honestly on the planet what was the shift for you then that kind of made you go like like fuck it I want to start like traveling have you always had the traveling bug like tell us a bit more about how you kind of got into doing what you're doing now I think I've always well actually no that's a lie I was terrified of everything when I was a child my mom and dad would like drive me up a mountain and I'd cry. <laughs> but I think as I started to get older, I started realizing that I need to face all these fears. So I would go and do it. But everything that held me back was always because of my weight. So I was like, well, I want to go and swim in the sea and get over that fear. But what will people think of me in a swimming costume? Like, I don't want people to think about me. I kind of just made all these goals and I was like, right, I'll do that when I lose weight. When I've lost X amount of weight, I'll do that. I did the dreaded slimming world for a very long time and I would set myself all these like little goals and I would never actually hit them so <laughs> I just realized why do I need to do that like I can just go do that now and it just got 
better from there. Oh my God. Hard relate to everything you just said. And probably like I would say the majority of our listeners would. Those that have ever tried to lose weight, you set these goals, don't you? And I've had the exact same. I'll be like, I will go on this holiday when I've lost this much. I will get a tattoo when I've lost this much. I will cut my hair you know, into a bob when I've lost this much. And then all of a sudden your life's passing you by. Yeah, definitely. And it's not easy every day. I do a lot of things that still make me very nervous. And I face my fears every single time I travel and still being plus size is part of that. So the group actually, last time they went on ATVs and I didn't go with them because I was scared. What are ATVs? Quad bikes. Fabulous. Oh, okay. oh my yeah. God, I love quad bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so they wanted to go on them and I still was kind of like, oh no, I'm not sure. My main worry was that I would fall off and then I would be in too much pain to kind of get back on or that mm. I just wouldn't be able to hold on comfortably and that I'd be in a position that would just hurt me for the whole time. And I was just like, you know what? I'll let them go and do that. I found them a place that was plus size friendly and they all had the best time. And now I'm really sad that I didn't go. So <laughs> It's the regret, isn't it? Yeah. It's always the, the, the things that you don't do. And that, I think there, there are some things that you can't do in your, when you're in a bigger body. But like most things, there are ways around it or there's, you know, there's ways to be adaptable. I remember the first time I went quad biking was when we went to Cape Verde. And I can honestly say it was one of the best things I've ever done. Like pure joy pure freedom like on the sand dunes and definitely stuff. next time you'll yeah. see a picture of me on a quad bike on instagram yeah. <laughs> yes it doesn't it feel like i went on uh, the first time i went quad bike was in marrakesh i think and because of all the dust and stuff i felt like i was on the moon like it was the weirdest <laughs> thing <laughs> and there was no one around i wasn't keeping up with everyone i was just having a lovely time um i just felt like i was on the moon and then also i've sat i've done it on is it the sand dunes in abu dhabi Mm. If anyone goes that way, it's just really cool. And if you're on the way to Morrison's and you fancy going to Abu Dhabi. But like, it's something that you wouldn't think of, but it was so much fun and I felt safe. And maybe in the sand dunes is nice because if you fall off, it might be less hard. I I was going to say, sand isn't hard when you fall on it. It still makes a hard surface. (laughs) (laughs) Feel the fear and do it anyway, everybody. (laughs) Oh my God. So you, what was your like first trip that you went on when you were like fuck this shit I'm 25 I'm gonna live my life please uh, well my boyfriend forced me to go to Paris which sounds about as bad as me being forced to stay in Bali I know yeah I'm not feeling any <laughs> I didn't want to go because I was like oh my god it's Paris everyone is so skinny in France like I just I was like this is fashion capital of Europe like I'm I'm not going but he was like but Disneyland I was like oh yes fine okay okay fine Disneyland so we went to Paris and I just sort of started noticing little things that were different for me that weren't the same when I used to travel when I was smaller and I was like oh this is this is this is all my fears coming to life in like one go I was like oh my god this is terrifying but I probably couldn't even tell you what those fears were now because I had the best time that's so good that's kind of how I like to say to people they're always like oh I worry about these things but then I'm like yeah but you're not going to remember those things when you leave you're going to remember it sounds so cliche but like the feeling of being on a boat and like watching the sunset and you're not going to remember the time someone gave you a dirty look you may you may do but the sunset's going to be way better so that's a really good perspective I really like that like the, the good so far outweighs the bad when you go traveling I remember I went to um I was a bridesmaid for my best friend in the Philippines of all places it was paradise and I was a lot smaller than I am like a lot 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 smaller than I am now and I felt so conscious of my weight I nearly didn't do all these things and I was just like stop like my friends were just like obviously we were doing it and they didn't know I was nervous about it for that reason and I did it and I did the parasailing and I was a mermaid on the beach and I and, I, and like what else did we do what was the other oh we did the scuba diving thing where you go down into the sea in a big helmet and you with the, with the fish and like I so nearly didn't do that because I was like oh no I'm like I've put on a bit of weight and those three things are some of the best things I've ever done when I've been on holiday. And I'm so glad I did. That's such a good perspective. I want to scuba dive. I've not done that yet. I love snorkeling and swimming in the sea. Like everywhere I go, I'm like, I'm going in the sea, even if it's England and it's like five <laughs> you degrees. And Laura, I'm, I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> um, but I haven't scuba dived yet. So That is so interesting because I really want to do that too. But I was, I scuba dived once when I was 21. And again, I was a lot smaller. Is that something that plus size people can do? The main limitation, as far as I know, is wetsuits and the Ugh. instructor's perspective. So the wetsuits, that's just a nightmare in general. I've done water activities that require a wetsuit 
quite a few times and only once have I managed to fit in one and they gave me like a 3x men's it was baggy in all of the wrong places (laughs) it was not great it did not look good and the people's perspectives people may just turn you down straight away because they're like well you won't be able to breathe properly like you have to be able to I, I don't know the like mechanics of it but you have to be able to breathe quite well and I think they automatically would be like you're plus size that is kind of where the limitations are I think but I have seen lots of people actually go scuba diving as a plus size person there's also a facebook group called plus size um scuba girls oh amazing um, i'm in there even though i've never scuba dived but i like i might <laughs> one day you should um, you absolutely i want to do it with you i want to do it as well i really struggled to find a wetsuit i did find one from a company called lomo water sport they were the only company that i could find that did one in my size and i could and it was like a 26 28 and, and to be honest with you it was like a stretch to get it on like even now like i struggled to get it on and i look like a teletubby but no one cares it's fine don't it's you look good. like the happiest ever in it like i swear you're the happiest person I'm ever when you're fish. in it i love it i wanted to ask you and it's obviously it's a bit of a sensitive topic but i i do see that you get like so much abuse and it it makes me so angry like how why do you think you get it and wh- how do you even cope with it i think something about a fat person on a plane really triggers people. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it is. I post anything about me being on a flight and people just go wild. They they just do not like it. I'm Apparently I shouldn't be there. It's hard, but then we spoke about all the positive messages I get and all of those just cancel out all of that negative for me because even if I changed, I think one person's life and got them to travel all of those negative comments would still be worth it. Yeah. Some people are so pressed about a fat person being on a plane. And it seems to be the standard response seems to be about like taking up maybe one and a bit seats. And, you know, when a person's sitting down and they see, you know, a fat person coming towards them, they're going to sit. It's that like, oh, for God's sake. You know, no one wants to be uncomfortable on a plane. And, you know, and, and you've spoken about that being like, yeah, get that. But also... Every single person on that plane deserves to have respect, like like human decency level of respect. And okay, we, you know, you're really sorry that that person's uncomfortable, but I can guarantee you the fat person is way more uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think even if you weren't sitting next to a fat person on the flight, I don't know anyone that would say, oh my gosh, plane seats are the comfiest things ever. I can't no. wait for my flight. Like no one's going to say yeah. that. Like it's... It's an uncomfortable experience. We're all paying economy class. Like we're not getting first class experiences. Like I don't know how else to put it. Like people are just so bothered by me. <laughs> that happens a lot. And I and I feel like that is something that could actually stop people from traveling. If they had that experience with someone on a plane or that kind of thing, it could stop people from traveling. Is there any advice or tips that you've got for the fat person that could maybe say something to them or a way to deal with that at all? I have two kind of answers to this. And one is ask as you board to have any seats that are spare that are two seats next to each other. I will board first. Like when they call my group, I'll always be like one of the first people there waiting to go ready. And as soon as I get on to my section, I'll ask if there are any seats at the end of boarding that are two seats next to each other. Could I please move there if that's possible at all? That has a 98% success rate for me. Really? (laughs) I never thought that. I never thought it would be so successful, but I think it's because people either don't turn up for their flights, they miss them. Only when a flight has been fully booked and that's only been on short haul flights, which is like Ryanair, things like that, where they do just cram everyone in. Have I not had this work? It's so anxiety inducing, isn't it? Like I find the whole, pro, even the build up to it the week before, rather than thinking I'm going to go on a holiday and I'm really excited. I'm literally thinking, oh my God, I've got to get on a plane and who am I going to be sat next to? Are they going to be a dick? And like, is it going to be really uncomfortable? Like I've had, I had one flight where <laughs> this, these are my top tips for like flying with your plus size. Do not book the front row because they're fixed. You can't lift the arm rests up. I had a flight back from, I think it was when we went to New York, actually, me and Matt. And we were in the front row because it was extra leg room. And I had like bruising after, like I was in so much pain and it was a night flight. And I like was bordering on tears because I was just, I was so uncomfortable and didn't advocate for myself. I didn't ask to be moved. But now like I definitely, I definitely would. I think that's the important thing, advocating for yourself. And that's what people struggle with so much. And 
I did for so long, I wouldn't advocate my, for myself in any situation. But now I'm more than happy to ask for bigger chairs in restaurants. I'm happy to ask to be moved. Um, even <laughs> there was one person who tried to get into a seat that a flight attendant said I could have. Um, but she was like, you can't have that until after we've taken off because of weight distribution. And I was like, that's fine. I'll move as soon as we've taken off. And someone legged it. And I was like, excuse me. No, that's my seat. <laughs> I was yes. just like, that is for me. And I would rather those like three seconds of being uncomfortable versus a whole 12 hour flight of being uncomfortable. Oh my God. 100%. And I bet there's so many people do the British thing or the women thing or the person thing of just being like, oh no, I don't want to upset anyone. Upset them for three seconds. They also won't care about it in 10 minutes time. And you will be comfortable. Oh, God, I love you, Kirsty. And so just to touch on that second part quickly then about how do you deal with like people that are potentially not very nice? I've had this happen a couple of times to me. I've dealt with it in very different ways each time. Uh, the first time that it ever happened, I was on a flight with a budget airline. We were very, very, very squished in and the armrest kind of didn't go down fully, but it went down enough. But this woman just kept like, elbowing it down into me and then she turned around to her friend and was like I cannot sit next to this woman anymore and I had my headphones in and I still heard her so I just pretended I didn't hear it and I just sat there in silence and I was like this is great it, it was not a great one and I would say not responding is probably the smartest thing to do because I think that people don't want to make an issue on a flight and you never know how the flight attendants are going to react and it could come across as there's that bias that plus size people are always like angry and rude. And I just think that I don't want to make a scene, but then other times I've been rude back to people and they've just sat there silently like, Oh, <laughs> see a little bit of me would actually want to say something. So with that woman, I would have wanted to take my earphones out and be like, sorry, what was that? Because sometimes you find that when people, you click them out of that and be like, I heard you. No, go and say that again. And then they have to say that horrible thing again. They're probably not. Some do. It's not, not even a 50-50. I don't even know the percentage charge, but some may not say that back again. And then make them feel a bit awkward and uncomfortable because yeah. there's just no need for it. Like we're all going on this wonderful holiday or going on a trip or whatever the reason we all deserve to be nice to each other you know the fat person is going to be very sorry that they're making you uncomfortable and they are very aware of that fact do you know what I mean like we're not you're not horrible people but also then don't be horrible back that person's got the the same ability to ask a steward to move they can do it discreetly like you did when you could board the plane like if there's any chance of two seats together that I could move to that would be great thank you so much they could easily go up to a flight attendant discreetly and say the woman next to me is, is plus size and it's quite an uncomfortable flight is there any chance I can move and you can guarantee they would be so much more accommodating that if you then like kicking off and being horrible and I had that happen though I've had instances where before I started asking to move I would sit down on a flight and someone would get moved from me like the flight attendant would be like oh we found you another seat and I'd be like, I didn't even realize they asked like to move and, and that's that's fine isn't it like I wouldn't take offense to yeah, that because I, I get it that it's not I, I wouldn't this is the thing right so like I wouldn't want to sit next to another plus size person because I know that I'm, I'm already I'm like uncomfortable and this the, the, the seats are fucking tiny and I think I don't know like one of the things that really helped me personally when I was flying was like the whole like, yes, I deserve to take up space, but also just realizing that it's actually not my fault. Like it's not, yes, I'm big, but the seats are ridiculous and they've the seat pictures have actually shrunk as well. It's obscene. I, I was watching this morning the other day and I saw Holly and Phil, they had these like airplane seats in the studio and they just fit. Now they are, these are people that are like really very small, right? Even people, I think, that were would be like a size sixteen, I think, would find the seats like not not great, not not comfortable. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's it's obscene. It is. Um, one thing that I always make sure I do if I am sat next to someone is I'll say, "I'm sorry, there's not a lot of space." So I won't say, "I'm sorry for taking up space." I always say, oh, I'm, yes. "I'm sorry, there's not a lot of space," and instantly I'm just being so casual about it and just saying, "Well, it's not my fault, but we are both going to be uncomfortable here." Uh, and I've never had anyone say anything bad to that. It's time for a word from today's sponsor, BetterHelp, the online therapy service that connects you with a licensed therapist who can help you on your self-love. Are you ready for it? Journey. I said it. I said it. I'm sorry. It's done. I can't take it back. <laughs> so you all know what huge advocates we both are for therapy. And one of the 
big reasons is that it really helps you connect with and understand yourself. Now, I have a habit of always putting other people first instead of spending time on me. And I feel like it's so much easier to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you as opposed to what you need from you. But all that really does is leave us stretched way too thin and burned out. But therapy can give you the tools to find a more balanced life so you can support others without neglecting yourself. It has changed my life and Lauren's life and we we could not recommend it enough. If you're thinking of trying therapy, BetterHelp is a great option because it's convenient, accessible, affordable and completely online. You get matched with your own therapist after filling out a short survey and you can switch therapists for free at any time. If you want to try it out, then head to betterhelp.com forward slash go love to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash go love to get 10% off your first month. Do you have any um, advice or tips for asking for a seatbelt extender? Because I know that that's something that a lot of people like have a fear of and are worried about. Yeah, definitely. And I want to start off by saying do not take your own um because i know a lot of people do this but they are not i do oh laura just got told oh no i'm sorry okay tell me why not basically it's quite kind of morbid but they're not safety tested and if anything was to happen and you were wearing that seatbelt, then you probably couldn't get any compensation or anything like that oh they are completely out of standards they say that they are it's complete lie they all have like a little certificate with them that's like this is approved it's not Interesting. okay <laughs> it's again coming back to that three seconds of being uncomfortable and asking rather than yeah. potentially a worse situation down the line that's so, a good point that's it's a good just point. the yeah. fact that they're bright orange like it's like when you walk on an airplane people are already judging you as you walk down the aisle right and so for me having them this like bright orange thing i doesn't bother me that much anymore but it really used to and i was mortified like i was mortified the first time that i got on a plane and I, the seatbelt didn't fit i was only about like 21 22 and i was going to germany for work and these two girls started making fun of me and it was honestly like one of the most horrific experiences of my life i think because i wasn't prepared for it as you get like older and you get a bit more wiser and you get a bit more savvy with things like and you like you said it's like it's just one of those things like you need it so it's trying to end the shame around it but it doesn't help that it's bright orange does it (laughs) and i used to be exactly the same as you i would pretend my seatbelt was done up and like hide it under a coat and yeah i do not recommend that oh please do not do that anyone listening (laughs) but that is not safe but i will say that the reason it's a bright color is because if there was an emergency and it was like the seatbelt had been opened it's so that you can see that there's an extra bit of seatbelt there quite clearly which makes a lot of sense but it just does not make us feel any better at all but in asking for it the only one who has to be okay with the fact that you're wearing it is you so you shouldn't really give a shit about what other people think if you're wearing this bright orange thing because it's safety to keep you safe and i know it's so mm. much easier said than done and i know we've spoken on this podcast before about like you'll take your own because it's going uncomfortable i like that i like that we're saying don't do that because you know be please be safe and again the only person that has to be comfortable with asking for it and then wearing it is you don't care what anyone else says. If you are worried about asking in front of people, I would, I've would. i got a couple of like little suggestions. So one, sit on the aisle seat because you can kind of discreetly ask and it can be discreetly handed to you. But more than that is just ask when you board. Yeah, that's It's way better now. to ask when you board and they'll just bring it over to you or hand it there and then. And I think that for a lot of people kind of makes it a lot less anxiety inducing than if you're sat in a row on a plane full of people and you're like, oh shit, my seatbelt does not fit. I need to like ask someone now in front of a whole plane full of people. Yeah. When they say hello to you, I'm like, hey, can I have a seatbelt extender please straight away? And it just rolls off the tongue. It's like ordering a glass of wine. Like it's so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a seatbelt extender and a double vodka. Yeah, it's, it's much easier to do it kind of as you're already talking to the flight attendants, so... Yeah, no, that's a great piece of advice. I think that will definitely like help a lot of people. And I think I always try and look at flights as well, like because I think they probably are the worst one. Like all public transport sucks, but flights I think are the most anxiety inducing by far. I try and think of it as like a means to an end. Do you? Like, yeah. like on the flight, going, I hate this. This sucks. I don't like flying anyway because I'm a nervous flyer. And I'm like, we're all gonna die. But I try and think of like, okay, soon. 
I'll be in the sea and that's my happy place. Just not the plane in the sea, right? You in the sea. (laughs) 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 That that didn't come out right. Yes, yeah. I think I did actually put that on a story once and someone was, I was like, I just keep thinking, I I was was actually giving people some travel advice and I was like, I just think soon I'll be in the sea and everyone was like, don't say that. like swimming (laughs) once landed once landed you know what for someone who's got um i have a morbid fascination with plane crashes i don't want to talk about it right now but like so weird it's so weird not expect you to Um, say that yeah no right it's so strange like honestly my on tiktok at the minute i'm on heavily aviation tiktok i i do quite enjoy flying so i'm just gonna fly the flag here for people that don't mind flying Um, i'm glad i love i think plane food's hilarious (laughs) i love the drama yeah I th- yeah, I think it's all brilliant. Uh, speaking of plain food, actually, tray tables are a big problem oh. for plus size people. Oh, yes. yeah, that's fun. Since I've gained weight, that was new. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I always look at them and I'm like, I look at the person next to me and I'm like, how is there so much space between you and the tray yes. table? I'm like, yeah. people that like, so my, when I go away with my friend Stacey, she's, um, she's slim and like, you know, she puts the tray table down and then she leans forward and sleeps on it. And I'm like, my body does not... <laughs> like contour that way how yeah. are you doing how? this no they, they don't fit though i found that and i found that quite embarrassing sometimes more embarrassing than the seatbelt thing because i can't then eat my meal i have to eat it like on my lap or what i've tried tried to do is like we've always asked me and matt what we try and do is like if we go together we'll say is there a bank of three we'll have the middle seat free and then i have to like eat my dinner off the like middle seat like tray and it just sucks but the thing is, you, the way you can get around that is by booking extra legroom. But here's the thing. You can't wear a seatbelt extender in an extra legroom seat. I just wanted Why to not? say that. Because it's, just, again, it's apparently it's a safety thing. It's a tripping hazard, basically. If you were to take your seatbelt off, it would then be extra long. And anyone leaving the emergency exit could then potentially trip on that seatbelt. A lot of people think it's like strength or like your plus size. You can't assist in an emergency. Don't let anyone tell you that that is the reason because that's not true. The only extra legroom seats that you can sit on, and these are not on short haul flights, are if you've got a row of bulkhead and then an extra legroom after a row of bulkhead seats. That's the only ones because any other extra legroom seat will also have the same issue that Laura had with the tray table in the side of the armrest. Just to change the subject to very positive stuff, I had a question about your favourite places that you've been and maybe like, yeah, like where can I go? I think it will actually (laughs) surprise people if I say that Bali's not on my like top list of places. Okay. (laughs) But that's only because I have been to lots of other awesome places and like Bali keeps getting pushed down. It's still in there. Okay, what's give us the top three, your top three faves. Okay, Seoul and Korea. 100%. 100%. Really? Yeah, I went uh this year and one, the skincare, oh my God. Yes, <laughs> like, we talked about this. <laughs> we have. <laughs> oh my God. Like I I came home with so much stuff and Love. it was just incredible. But also Seoul is actually really plus size friendly. I didn't expect it That's to be good. as it's an Asian country. No, and by like just average kind of standards of me traveling to Asian countries, they've not been great. But I loved it. I had no issues while I was there. I really, really loved Mexico for mm. the same reason. I found that very as well. like welcomed, very mm. comfortable. Chairs were quite big. Um, I had a massage on a beach, and I was like, "How does this table fit me?" And then I go to a massage in a fancy hotel, and like I don't fit on this table. Mexico just mm. felt very accommodating, and I really liked that. Plus, it's stunning, and the food. Oh my god! Is it just like? tacos every day yes. oh my god that's all i ate tacos and Stop guacamole it. like the whole time <laughs> i really really like austria which is so odd Ooh, i really um, want to go to austria it, it's really stunning and i i actually didn't like vienna as much because i'm more of a quiet destination kind of person but austrian food is awesome they're so friendly and everything was just like out of a fairy tale. It was so cute. Your cat agrees. But <laughs> no, I, I loved it. it. <laughs> and, and I had my uh, like sound and music moment at the top of the mountain. Like, I was going around say, in a jazz, I would like... have to go. <laughs> it was great. Oh, I've me and my choir girls have talked about doing it, and we were like going on holiday. We we're like we, we kind of want to go and do this sound and music thing. I'd make us all dresses. Holy it would be shit. great. <laughs> I should probably throw Bali in there too because Bali is to an extent plus size friendly if you know where to go and if anyone needs recommendations I can say 
oh, these barley swings hold up to this amount of weight. The barley swings, oh my God, they have seatbelt extenders. Uh, okay, you've genuine, I really want to go barley. Okay, barley and Austria. Right, okay, cool. Different <laughs> Very different thing. I'll have my sound of music moment and also I'm going to swing on a swing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so another question we had for you was from Georgia and she asked, have you ever felt unsafe traveling? She says she wants to try solo travel, but she says that feeling unsafe and getting judged for her body are the things that are holding her back. What do you say to that? Uh, in terms of feeling unsafe, I don't feel unsafe often, but I think it's because I pick destinations that I feel like are safe for solo female travelers. And I have a good support network around me. So I can always message my boyfriend if I'm like, oh, I don't feel quite safe in this moment. And he'll call me on the phone. But overall, I would say I've had hardly any experiences where I've been like, no, this is not safe or I shouldn't have gone to this place for safety reasons. So it's a hard one to say because it's that just do it thing again. But mm, if you yeah. travel once, you'll then realize how safe places are and it'll build your confidence more and more to kind of get out there and go to more places. Love it. Feel the fear, do it anyway. Yes, definitely. <laughs> one of our listeners asked if there was anything that you're still nervous about doing or have avoided. I don't do anything that is physical and has a time limit. <laughs> Which okay. <laughs> sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but like say there was there's a hike to go to a sunrise point in Bali and I refuse to do that hike because I know that if I have that time limit to do that physical activity in that amount of time, I'm just gonna be anxious and panic the whole time. I'm not gonna make it and I'm just gonna be sat like at the bottom of a mountain while the sun is rising. <laughs> um <laughs> and everyone else is just at the top. So I won't do that for my own kind of anxiety reasons. I sort of just those kind of activities are just a no from me. But also as we mentioned, like scuba diving, things like that, I've still got a lot of things on my list to cross off that I haven't done yet. And the, I can only face so many fears in like a short space of time. So hopefully I cross them all off eventually. I love that. Laura, what about you? Is there anything that you're like travel-wise, holiday-wise, activity-wise on holiday that you're like, I want to do that, but there's a little bit of you that's scared or you're not doing? I'm one of these people that go on holiday and just want to lie like lie on the beach on a sunbed and, and swim and not really do much else. I don't think so. I think it is just, for me, the fear of flying that puts me off. Like I'm already thinking, oh, I don't think I want to go away again this year. Um, I'm not in a rigged headspace at the moment, so that's probably why. But I just, I don't know. It's really hard. like I want to be really like encouraging to people and say like you should do it. But I think it's also really important that I'm honest and say like I just find flying very anxiety inducing for a number of reasons, and like it just it does it puts me off. Well, next time you want to fly, just message me beforehand and be like, right, I need a pep talk, and then I can <laughs> hype you Thank up. You. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, I feel a bit emotional. Soz. We've got to get her on a plane. This is the thing. When as soon as you're there and you're and you're on the beach, Laura, and you're doing your thing. Yeah. Um, I know it's I know you hate flying so much. Like I don't think I've ever met anyone that hates flying as much as you do. And it's difficult to empathize when you don't fully understand. But I just it it like but I know as soon as you get there that you love it and you're happy and you're fabulous. And I love yeah. that you pushed yourself your last holiday that you went on with the seaplane, like you pushed yourself to do that. And I don't think you would have done that like a couple of years ago, maybe. No, that's that's so true. And that was all thanks to a content creator. She was a plus size lady who I saw on TikTok that she was just living her best life and like really irks some people like the trolls, doesn't mm. it? Like fat people living their best lives. But for me, I found it really inspiring. And she was talking about you know, here's the inside the seaplane. Here's what the seatbelt situation is like. And genuinely, it was only because of her video that I said to Matt, who's like, you know, it was his dream to go to there. And I was like, okay, okay, I think I can possibly do it. So yeah, and that's why I think it's like so important that we have people like you sharing that content because it makes it less scary because that's the things that fear of the unknown and that's why i film the weird things too like i film like bathrooms and stuff and like i honestly never thought i'd have like videos on the internet of toilets but i do <laughs> it's seeing those things because i'm such a visual person as well like before i even had these plus size anxieties i would watch like people's vlogs of them going to places just so i can see everything just being able to see oh, that's what the seatbelt looks like or that's how you put it on or that's what this particular thing looks like in a restaurant. Knowing that I can now provide people that information that will hopefully make them feel better like it had with you, it's just why I do it. Yeah, I just I just love that you do that. And I think to finish this episode, which has been so 
interesting, informative and inspiring, definitely to both Laura and I, and I know to our listeners, just want to say like, Kirsty, do you have any sort of lasting advice, tips slash pep talk to anyone out there who is perhaps not traveling for whatever reason, whether that's the size of their body or perhaps anxiety or whatever like that, just to inspire them to go and live their lives? It's okay to feel your feelings. If you're anxious about something, kind of sit with it, take a breather and remember that you deserve to be there as well. Your body doesn't mean that you can't do all these fun and incredible things and you're going to make some incredible memories. So go for it. We've actually got some Facebook posts that I wanted to mention to you uh, before we go. So we all know how stressful spa days can be. The irony being that they're supposed to be very relaxing, as well as beauty treatments when you're in a bigger body, because the robes don't fit always, do they? I actually had one experience I wanted to share with you really quickly. Me and Lottie, this was really funny. Lottie, if you don't know, she was on my series of Bake Off. We're best friends now. It's all great. It's all fabulous. And we went to, I probably shouldn't say I was going to get in trouble from the brand, but we went to a Champneys, right? And it was lovely. It was really nice. But we didn't actually realise it was a health retreat. So there's no alcohol, no cake. And the meals, like it was in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And so all the meals were just like, air, what, what I would call air pie and a walk around, as in like nothing <laughs> to it. <laughs> like really healthy, but like, nothing full of flavour and I remember we sat down and we were like I was like yeah could I have a pink gin and lemonade please I was like I'll have a whiskey and he's like oh sorry we don't serve alcohol here it's a health retreat and we were like I can only imagine Lottie's face and she was fuming she was fuming fuming Um, anyway the whole experience was absolutely dire but also hilarious because it was so bad Mm. but there was one experience I had with a robe and but they were so small like ridiculously small and I had like a men's XL or XXL and it was tiny so everyone's walking around with their robes kind of like covering them up completely like it'd be butt naked underneath no one would know and I had to obviously wear a swimming costume otherwise my vagina would literally be on show for everyone to see (laughs) so I had a swimming costume on like underneath and I was walking around the hotel and I'm not kidding you this woman looked at me as if she was going to throw up she was so (gasps) disgusted by me she kept staring and I am not I don't really like confrontation like you know I'm a bit more of an introvert or whatever I was so angry and outraged you know what I said to her I literally like I didn't go up to her face or anything but I kind of stared back at her and I went do you want to take a fucking picture (gasps) yes you did did. because she was so rude it was absolutely vile anyway so no I don't like spas they're horrible on that note we had uh, a message from Anna on our Facebook group and this really made me laugh she said I just really confused the spa lady by asking where the fat robes were she didn't know (laughs) what to do hooted with laughter patted my arm patronisingly and said ludicrously oh hark at you Um, I said it's okay it's just a body descriptor not an indicator of any kind of moral or intellectual failing well done yes Anna Anna. she said I'm reclaiming fat and PS the spa did have fat robes although it was a bit snug and the spa was flipping glorious I love that that I want people to be out there just so casually being to these people they'll be like oh you're not fat you're beautiful just to be like it's a body descriptor. Doesn't mean I've failed. Doesn't mm. mean I'm gross. It just means I'm factually fat. Mm. And we're reclaiming the word fat. I love it. I love it. And I'm glad and I had a fabulous time at the spa. That's what's important. Absolutely. And there was somebody else on the group. She said, can anyone offer advice for spa days as a bigger person? And that she was really nervous. And one of the responses was so lovely. And they said, chuck it in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> <laughs> She said, go and have a fabulous time. Take your own robe, Mm -hmm. great tip, and walk with your head held high. I mean, you pay to get in there the same as everybody else. Enjoy and have fun. Oh my goodness, that has just literally like given me a telling off as well. Yeah, I, I think really that's excellent that. advice. Literally, like, don't don't think I can really add more to that. It fucking sucks that we have to take our own robes though, just to feel comfortable. I really hate that. I really wish spas and hotels would be more inclusive. Like the average is a size sixteen, and I don't even think the robes would fit a size sixteen person. But anyway, I think that's really really sound advice. Does that make you feel better about going for your spa day now? It does. It does. And just actually what you were saying right then, that it sucks that we have to take our own robes. And it does. And I'm, you know, I'm all for, you know, we need to make these uh, adjustments to feel comfortable. And if I need to, I will. But also I think change only happens when we kind of make it. Mm. So if you go to spas, tell them. 
Tell them on their TripAdvisor. Yes. Tell them on their websites. Email them because they're only going to change it when they're told to change it. Very unlikely these organisations have fat people in the rooms where the decisions get made. They're not going to spend more money on bigger robes. So in volumes, everyone, go and speak to your spas or beauty salons and stuff like that and make sure they accommodate for you as a paying customer. Oh, I'm doing it right now. Doing it right now. And also remember, and I know it's easier said than done, but do try and remember as well that like most of the time people are more worried about themselves and what they look like than they are worried about other people. Like it's the same when you're around a pool on a holiday, everyone's worried about themselves. Like no one really cares about anyone else. And the people that work at the spa providing the treatments have seen it all. They don't care. They they have. <laughs> they really have. And I think I actually had, I think I posted about this once after a holiday uh, and having a massage and I had a few people message me to say like, oh, how did you find it? Were you not self-conscious? Was the like the bench okay? I've had a few massages in my time, not loads because I'm not, you know, minted rich auntie vibes yet. Um, and um, they, the benches were fine. Absolutely fine. If you're worried, I, sometimes I would just say like, oh, is the bench all right to hold me? Every time they've gone, oh God, yeah, yeah. And I actually had loads of messages from masseuses is that what they're called masseurs really masseuses massageries massages those people that do massages masseuses you're a masseuse masseuses what did I say I don't know masseur anyway this alcohol is getting my brain yeah i had loads of messages from people that do massages and they were saying to me (laughs) that they don't actually care if they have bigger people on their table and sometimes they actually prefer it because it's easier for them to actually you know there's something to massage and they said genuinely Mm. the only thing they care about is that you're clean because a lot of people turn up and they've got like poo in their crack and stuff no no no, no yeah they and they smell they, they literally don't care who's on the table what size they are as long as you're clean they don't it doesn't bother them and I had lots of messages like that so I hope that that puts you um, a little bit at ease life is for living please don't waste any opportunities that you can at happiness relaxation whatever joy because of your body like life is far too precious Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. And now I feel really excited. And I, I actually feel like I don't care. Like I'm going to go on my spa day by myself, treat myself and I deserve it. Oh yes, I love this. Thank you everyone on the Facebook group and to Laura for making me feel sassy. You're welcome. And also I really do want to come with you. Thank you for being, let me be your plus one. Do you know what's hilarious <laughs> is that my mum also said the same. She said, oh, maybe we could do it together. And I was like, mum, I love you. And Laura, I say this to you. I love you, but just leave me alone. <laughs> 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 literally I've, I've never had a proper spa day before in okay, my life go and, be and i'm like i just want to go by myself i want to like listen oh i'm so excited but maybe could we do one one day together because i'd really like that no if we can maybe find like a fat friendly spa place and if anyone knows anyone yeah like, let us know That's and then i would idea. love that well like, we'll go for a weekend we'll have separate rooms because i i definitely snore same um, so i don't want to keep you up fabulous and then we can eat and have massages and swim yeah, I love to swim. Did you know I like to swim? And Did you like to swim? I do. And <laughs> we we could report back. If anyone knows of any fat-friendly spas, please let us know. We'd love to go and then share our experience with you. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, that's all from us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we really hope you found today's episode interesting. And if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can, of course, email us. The address is golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And if you want more of us, who wouldn't, uh, before our next episode, you can check out our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community, or our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod. And you can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad-free and early episodes for £1 a week. Or you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week! Crowd Network. A place where you belong.